It's Mile High Magazine, and I am Murphy Houston. We certainly hope you are still safe and staying healthy as we begin to open up around the state of Colorado. Fine weather ahead with the summer, but we're still working here on the radio, and it's Mile High Magazine. And today we're talking to my friend Andrea Malcolm from historic Denver. And with the COVID-19 kind of changing the way nonprofit organizations do business, and organizations historic Denver have really had to think out of the box. So let's talk about that. Andrea, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Are you safe? We're safe, yes. Well, we love that Molly Brownhouse. I had you on, gosh, what was it, a few months ago. And you're so knowledgeable about Molly Brown. It was so great talking to you. And you know how much I love the Molly Brownhouse. Mm-hmm. But are you guys even open now? What are you doing over there? No, unfortunately, like all the other museums and cultural organizations, we were forced to close in mid-March. Um, but it hasn't stopped us from staying active and serving our community. We switched everything to great virtual and online programs for our community and our families. Well, talk about how are you doing that? I mean, virtual and online programs. Yeah, so um, when we think about the Molly Brown House Museum, we think about being immersed in this historic space and surrounded by, you know, objects from 100 years ago and you know, the sense of a home that was lived in by a family, and how do we evoke that online? Um, So the first thing we did was we created a virtual tour of the museum. We had a great volunteer named Bill Peters who has uh, video editing experience, and he quickly came in before we closed the doors and shot video footage of the house. And then from my home, I narrated the tours and supplemented it with photographs to create a virtual tour And that was how we kicked things off. And now we do live Zoom family activities like Titanic trivia. We do butter making. We have lots of digital resources on our website, which is mollybrown.org. We do happy hours. We um, have ways you can explore the collection with our curator. So lots of activities we've created uh, in these last couple months. Well, uh, Andre, how do you hook up with that? Uh, Explain because people, well, for one thing, the kids are used to being school at home these last few months, and now it is summer, and we don't know what's going to happen in fall, but they're used to doing the things you're talking about. So how can these kids reach out and learn more about Molly Brown and the Molly Brown House? Because it is extremely, well, just not informative, but very educational. So how do we do that? So, um, like, our uh, our website is a great place to start, mollybrown.org, or follow us on Facebook. Our members even have access to exclusive content and programs um, like special behind-the-scenes collections, tours, um, and we do fun trivia nights and things like that. So you can find about all of that at historicdenver.org or mollybrown.org. So that's a great place to start. We also, of course, used to be in classrooms all the time doing educational programs with teachers So we're working with teachers on what that might look like in the fall so we can continue to be an educational partner um, in the Denver community. Uh, So we're working with teachers on all of that uh, to help our kiddos out. Mrs. Brown is such an inspirational figure, and in a time like this, it's great to use her story to inspire us that even in a time uh, like this, she survived the 1918 pandemic, she survived the Titanic disaster. So how do we take her unsinkable spirit and inspire us today? So a lot of our programs help our visitors and our community uh, find hope in her story. 
here's a question for you, Andre. Just popped into my head, which is always dangerous when that happens. But if Molly Brown was with us today, going through this pandemic, what do you think she'd be telling the people of Denver? I think she'd be reminding them that they should be wearing their masks because it's a matter of public safety um, and that social distancing is important, but that we all have a role to play in our community and find ways to help out where you can safely. So if that's making masks or uh, volunteering at a food pantry, she'd, she'd want us all to find ways to help. And even if that's, you know, putting a message of hope on your front sidewalk or in your front window, how can you help your community uh, stay, stay positive in this time? And she'd want us all to find our own way to do that. Well, you know for sure she'd be out on the front lines, don't you think? I think she would. That's what she did best. So, and she'd want to make sure that any inequities were addressed and that people on the front lines were being taken care of. And she would want to make sure that um, our community was safe and secure. So uh, I, I want you to tell the story you told me months ago about her real first name, obviously, isn't Molly. And talk about how that all came about. Sure. She was actually born Margaret Tobin in Hannibal, Missouri in 1867. Uh, as a young woman, she came out west here to Colorado and met and fell in love with uh, James Joseph Stroud. And within a few years of their marriage, he found one of the largest veins of gold and high-grade copper ore ever found in the U.S. at that time. His partners were John Campion and Eben Smith, sort of notable men in Colorado's mining history. Together, they found that gold at the Little Johnny Mine up near Leadville. Um, and they became millionaires and moved to Denver and purchased the house that is now the Molly Brown House Museum. Um, she used her wealth to help others around her and to be a voice for those who uh, were marginalized, um, working in labor reform, voter rights, uh, all of those different juvenile reform court systems. Um, and then after she passed away in 1932, the newspaper sort of latched on to this woman who was most famous for sinking in the of uh, the sinking of the Titanic. Um, but then, you know, who was this woman? And they tried to get to know her after her death and started to create stories that she was born during a cyclone and burned money in a stove. <laughs> and before you know it, they named her Molly because in the end, that seemed like a good name for a young Irish girl, um, and that became the basis of the play and then the movie, and then here we are, you know, 100-plus years later, and most of the world still knows her as Molly Brown, but she was really Mrs. J.J. Brown or Mrs. Margaret Tobin Brown. I love that story, because it's true. That's the best I know. It. It's not some Hollywood makeup thing at all. That's a, that's a great story. So do we have Historic Preservation Month coming up? Did I read that? So, yes, May, which we're at the tail end of Historic right. Preservation Month, but there's always time to be a champion for historic preservation. One of the ways we celebrate Preservation Month, and uh, we've been encouraging people as they're doing their social distancing, walking and getting out and being active, is to take photographs of the places in their neighborhood and community that they find interesting and then submit them to our photo contest, which there's still time to do that. And then we select winners and we feature them on social media and um, um, online wherever we can so that people can see 
you know, the un, unsung places in their neighborhoods that they draw inspiration from, whether it's a cool church or an architectural detail on a house or something that just means, you know, shows what their community or their neighborhood is all about. So we always encourage people to look around and take their cameras with them and submit a photo to our contest at historicdenver.org. That's a good time, too. You guys are always doing neat things. What I always like, too, is those walking tours. Are you doing those walking tours now? We are hoping to get the walking tours up and running just as soon as we can. Uh, we will most likely have Capitol Hill neighborhood be our first walking tour out of the gate this uh, summer. And then uh, we are launching a new walking tour this year, a uh, women's history walking tour of of the Capitol Hill downtown neighborhood uh, so we can celebrate that important part of Denver's history. Well, it's important, too, because it's good for the kids to learn that. And, and I would think, you know, once you're outside and people are wearing masks and you keep separated, you should be able to get those tours going, don't you think? Yes, and we that is our first initiative out the gate here. So we're excited to get those going. We're talking to Andre McCombs, who is the uh, director of the very famous Molly Brown House right here in Denver. Hopefully you've had a chance to get your family over there for sure. I want to talk more about, in the note you kind of sent over to me, about this scrapbook thing. What's up with that? Yeah, we are so excited. Earlier this spring, before travel was shut down, our curator traveled out of state um, to pick up an important donation that was made to the museum. Um, the Scott Bullrath and Carol Marin Holtz family donated a scrapbook to the museum and this scrapbook was created and collected by Margaret Brown's niece, Helen Tobin. Uh, she was somewhat adopted by Margaret along with her other two sisters when their mother um, passed away. So this is Margaret's brother, Daniel's wife and kids. Okay. So this, um, this young woman, Helen Tobin, created this beautiful scrapbook filled with newspaper articles, letters, and other documents that have most part not seen the light of day and that has given us such a great insight into the life they led together as a family and all of the things they were up to at that time. Some of the original newspaper articles relate to Mrs. Brown running for the United States Senate in 1914, including a fun little cartoon drawing of Margaret boxing with her son Larry in the newspaper, um, and the senators telling, you know, women keep out of the Senate, um, and also all of their activity, socializing um, and being involved in juvenile court reform and all of the political and philanthropic achievements of the Brown family, as well as their role in World War One from serving as nurses um, near the front lines in France. So all of that is wonderfully documented in this family scrapbook that's now a part of the museum's collection. And our members have had exclusive access to videos that walk you through this um, important document and get to see it firsthand. So it's a great incentive to become a member of Historic Denver to see page by page this great scrapbook. It's also been very helpful as we prepare to talk about the 100th anniversary of the passage of the 19th Amendment, which granted women the right to vote. Mrs. Brown was a steadfast suffragist and believed that women should have the right to vote. So there's lots of great newspaper articles and documents about her efforts as a suffragist as well. So 
And that's been invaluable. Um, when the museum does reopen, we'll have our summer exhibit, Fierce Foremothers, Steadfast Suffragists, where we really explore this 100th anniversary of women's right to vote. Well, she was on the front line in, in Colorado, if I remember right, what you were telling me. And as a result of her, uh, women got the right to vote in Colorado well before most women in the United States, didn't they? Yes, Colorado was uh, the first state to put it to the voters by referendum. So Utah and Wyoming had put it into their territorial charters much earlier, um, but Colorado put it to the vote and passed in 1893. So as a result, many of the other states in the country looked to Colorado as a model for women's voting um, and we immediately voted women into office. We had three women serving in the state legislature within months of women gaining the right to vote. Um, so Colorado was a leader, and Mrs. Brown uh, spoke often on the national um, suffrage speaking circuit. Um, Senator Helen Ring Robinson, Ellis Meredith, Sarah Platt Decker, all of those amazing women became so active in the national push for a women's right to vote. And Mrs. Brown was one of them, and her Senate bid all played into that. Well, that's a pretty cool thing in itself to happen right here and have her living in Denver, Colorado. And i got to ask you on a personal level, Andrea, when you got a hold of that scrapbook you just talked about, were you just like going crazy seeing stuff? Maybe you, you know a lot about Molly Brown, but did you learn new stuff? Yes, we did. There are new photographs, new information, that will once again change how we tell Mrs. Brown's story, how we interpret the house. I mean, sometimes it's something as simple as one newspaper article that that demonstrates that history is fluid and that you know history can change in how we interpret it and how we talk about Mrs. Brown's story. And honestly, all of us staff, we were in tears. It's such an amazing document, and we are so grateful to the Volrath and Marin Holtz family for entrusting us with that piece of their family's history. Very cool. It's, Very it's, cool. it's a phenomenal scrapbook. I'll bet. Well, Andre, before we let you go here, once again, give us the website where we get the virtual tours and all that's going on at the Molly Brown House, because eventually you're going to be getting a chance to open up. We want to be ready. Yep. So if you visit mollybrown.org and our digital resources page, you'll have access to all of the great virtual programs that we've created during this time. Lots of resources for families who are stuck at home and looking for activities to do together, how to continue learning throughout the summer, um, how to explore the Molly Brown House Museum until we're able to reopen. And then if you'd like to submit a photo to our Preservation Month photo contest, uh, you can submit that at historicdenver.org. And, of course, you can find Historic Denver in the Molly Brown House Museum on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, Instagram is a great way to see little bits from our collection featured with the stories behind them. So, And then, hopefully, depending on you know guidelines from the governor's office and mayor's office, uh, if you check our websites, you'll know when we'll be able to reopen again and welcome the public. Andrea, appreciate your time. You're great to talk to, and stay safe, will you? You stay safe, too, Murphy. Thank you so much. You bet. Andrea Malcolm, who is the director of the Molly Brown House. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to update what's going on in the state of Colorado health-wise. As from Tri-County Health, Dr. John Douglas will join us.